0: log talk radio let's
1: keep it around. Glory, glory,
2: glory. Hello. Good afternoon. God bless you. Or it could be morning or night where you may be. I am so excited to say that we are live on the It's Real Radio talk show. We have been missing for a little while, (laughs) but God is good. God is good. The past couple of weeks I've been traveling and had all kinds of things going on, and so we, we um, could not do the show, but in any case, we are live and in living color with you right now, and so grateful unto God to be able to join you in the airwaves. I am your host, Elder Colette James, and I have my phenomenal, beautiful, talented, unbelievable co-host on the line with us, none other than this. Tanya Roberts, how are you today, my love?
3: I want everybody to hear that introduction, because let me tell you something. You talk about <laughs> she just sold about five, six seeds into my life, and I'm so grateful. I need to do an introduction for her, because I feel like everything she said, you said about me is you, and I just want to thank you for uh-huh. that, and I'm just so grateful, that, again, just to be in the land of the living.
2: Oh, my gosh. Isn't it phenomenal? And you know what? And we say this all the time. We talk about this on the show all the time, that so many people take for granted the gift of life. You know, just to say that I am alive, I am breathing, I have the use of my limbs, my faculties. Girl, that in itself is enough to shout for because if our listeners really, really understood some of the things that we have been through, you know, and to say that we are still clothed in our right mind, girl, don't get me shouting and dancing up in here all by myself.
3: (laughs) Okay, okay.
2: Oh my goodness! God, God has, girl, God has been so good to us. So man, thank you, Lord. You know,
3: people are leaving here.
2: You know what? They are They are rapidly, rapidly You know, but yet there is a work for us to do And every person under the sound of my voice Whether you are listening to us live Or the archive show Know that there is yet a work for you to do Which is why you are still in the land of the living Give God a shout and a hallelujah That your
1: time has
3: not yet come Hallelujah I'm going to shout with you I'm going to shout with you Okay
0: I'm oh my goodness. goodness! Yes, Lord.
2: Mm-mm-mm-mm. Amen. And it also means that you know what? We got another second moment, hour, year, eons, however long God allows us to still stay and remain in the land of the living to get this thing
3: right. <laughs> so you let's start come on. now. <laughs> okay? You better come let's on, somebody. Start now. What they say? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, please listen. It's the truth. It's the truth. And and since when you get done, it man, this is just deep. I love everything that you're saying because people don't realize it. I just woke up myself, everybody, and realized life is a song worth singing. Please hear me. Mm. It is.
1: Mm. Okay. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Well, I thank and praise God for this day. Um, this is a a show. <laughs> Um, that my sister is going to lead off on because this is a topic that Mm. she chose for today. Um, And it is a topic that I am praying, literally, for our listeners to open up their spiritual ears, their hearts, and their minds to hear um, the gist of what we're going to talk about today. I, I want to one of my, my goals in life when I come in contact with people is to tear down the bounds of religion, the, the those things that have kept us in bondage and captured us and cause us to walk out traditions that don't align themselves with the Word of God. And I I want to make sure that our listeners hear me before we dive into this conversation and recognize and understand that the things we're going to touch on today may, in fact... come against your theological thinking, okay? The theologies, the traditions, the things that you thought were um, according to the church you may attend, the denomination you may be in, uh, what you grew up and what is normal for you. But I ask that you would do this before you label me, I'm going to talk about me, As a heretic and speaking heresy, that you would pray and ask God to reveal unto you the truth of his word, uh, and I'm, I'm going to put it like that, Um and I'm going to leave it like that, and so, sis, <laughs> you wanted today to talk about resurrection and thoughts on Easter, the personal, our personal thoughts on Easter, so I'm going to let you open that
3: up, and then um I- I'll jump in. Let me just first say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let me hide behind the cross. And let me allow your spirit, let me humble myself so your spirit can speak through me to the people of God. Because I believe that a lot of us mm-hmm. are sleeping, Father God, and we're yet to wake up. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you wake us up. Quicken us to your voice, yeah. your Holy Spirit, in the mighty yeah. name of Jesus. Let them receive, Lord, in the in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I pray, Amen. Mm-hmm. The reason why I brought this up is because there's many different reasons. And with this hour, I pray that God allow us to cover a lot of ground for the children of God. I realize now, as the Lord is dealing with me, that I'm maybe not for everybody, but I'm going to speak boldly before the throne of grace and glory. Because I truly believe in my heart in the name of Jesus that a lot of us are still sleep on tradition. I believe a lot of Mm. us, some people don't go to church anymore on Easter. I'm one of them. I'm one of them and I'll tell you why I believe a lot of us go to church on Easter So we can go wear our new outfits Is this the only time on, uh, that we go is Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving Maybe that, maybe that And that's fine, that's fine But when I get done I hope that I can leave everyone with questions To ask God to answer What do we really truly believe in Easter? Do we go so we can be seen by many and so we can say that we went to church that day? Or do you believe when the word of God said that he died and he rose and his resurrecting power still remains today? What do we believe? Because, see, I see that a lot of people out there, I hear many people, and I see many people, and we get so caught up in the everyday life mundane. What people don't realize is we've been under an old traditional curse for a long time. It's not just me. It's a lot of people. Suppression, mm-hmm. depression, a lot of other things. And now I'm ready to blast your world apart to tell you about Easter. But God's resurrecting power still remains. I truly don't believe that any one of them have anything to do with each other. Oops, I just blew people out of the water. But I believe in my heart because we put a name on it and we put a time on it. We believe it is what we've always known. Because if we truly believe in God's resurrecting power, I truly believe we can be delivered today from depression, suppression, depression. I'm saying it again, whorism, homosexuality, I'm going to hit it, many other different things that we're under a spell of. If we truly believed instead of Easter, but believing truly in his resurrecting power. Do you believe that it was still back then? Or if you truly do, call in, I want to hear it. Are you believing it for today? Do you believe that when he rolled that stone away, That he's still here in your life, resurrecting things in your life? Do you want him to do that? Or are you just trusting him on the old traditions the way everybody else did it? I'm not going to lie. My grandmother was a good woman. Her time was when her time was. And I know in my heart that God showed her the way to get me to where I have to be. But it's time out for tradition. What do you truly believe in today? Do you still believe, this is the question, that God can resurrect you today? Go ahead, sis.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Well, I I firmly believe in the resurrection. I believe that Christ came. He was born of a virgin. (laughs) Um, that he walked in his humanity while on this earth, ramp, uh, while in this earth realm, even though he still had contact and in touch with his full deity, um, and his divine nature. I believe that as he stated, that um, he said, "If you tear this temple down in three days, it'll rebuild." I believe that he hung on a rugged cross. I do believe that. Um, he, When he said, it is finished, he was done with that side of his, the earthly side of, of his reason for being in the earth realm, and that he, his passion, if any of you have seen the passion of Christ, his passion was to come and to suffer and to take the stripes upon his back for our sins, even though he was sinless um i I firmly believe that with everything that is within me, I believe that on the third day, according to the scriptures, he rose, and I do believe fully that at this appointed time, this current time in eternity, that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, yet even still making intercession for us his His job was not done on the cross, his job on for being our reconciliation um, back to the Father was completed. His job of taking on the sins of the world so that we can be reunited and reconciled back in true relationship with the Father was completed. Um, I know any of you that have tuned into this show at any point in time recognize and understand I firmly do not believe in religion. I Firmly believe in relationship. I do not believe, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in the denominations and the sets that set us apart as the body of Christ. I believe in the unity of us coming together as the body of Christ in one oneness in relationship with the Lord. Um, I, I firmly believe that. I, I laugh and I joke a, a lot about the fact that. In the sixth grade, I, I went to Catholic school. I grew up in Catholicism, and I went to Catholic school. And in the sixth grade, I actually got an F in religion. And I'm like, that's my claim to fame at this point in time in my life because it didn't make sense to me. But um, all is well, all is well. Um, that being said, I believe that there are specifics in the Word of God that teaches us about specific festivals and times of Rejoicing and worship that were were specifically set apart by God for us to entertain, for us to um, not lose sight of. Whether you um, are Jew or Gentile in the body of Christ, uh, whether you are a Messianic Jew or you consider yourself a quote unquote Christian, a disciple of Christ, there the law. Of these festivals still remain and and the reason they still remain is because God said when He put them in place that we would do this to through eternity. The reason being is that it takes us back to a realization and a recognition of the depth of who God is in our life and the depth of the the length that God would go to. To reconcile us back to him, to take care of us, to cover us, to provide for us. All of those feast days that are mentioned in the word of God are there specifically to draw us back into the knowledge of the greatness of our God and the depth and the magnitude of the love that God has for us, okay? So they're there for a purpose and a reason, Man-made holidays are not in the Word of God because they're just that. They're man-made. They're something that somebody thought would be a good idea, and they put it out there. And I'm not, I'm not coming against anybody that still um, aspires to associate certain days with the things of God, please Him hear a heart. I'm not coming against you because of that, but I think if you're going to do that, you need to do that with full revelation and understanding of the origin of what it is that you're doing, okay? And that includes Christmas. That includes Easter. Um, th- those are the two biggest ones that, like, really stand out in my mind because, you know, we equate Christmas to the birth of Christ, and we equate um, Easter basically to the death and resurrection of Christ. Neither are celebrated in those terms in the Word of God. You know, um, first and foremost, if you read the Word of God and you study the birth of, of Christ, he, he was not born on December twenty fifth. So therefore, you know the the dates that God put into His word for us to celebrate certain holidays and feasts unto Him were real. <laughs> they, they were based on predicated on things that happened at that time, at that appointed time, uh, even narrowing it down to that date or to that that dispensation of time according to the first moon or the the new moon and what have you. God is a God of specificity. He's a specific God, okay? He does not do anything by chance or happenstance. And when we try to twist the things of God to suit our own tradition um, and our own lifestyle – and you know, just to make it convenient, I think that we 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 walk a fine line when we do that. And I think that we literally to me, and this is for me, you know, you may aspire to a different train of thought, but for me, it is literally stepping out of what God has put in motion. He's specific, okay. So let's get to Easter and, and resurrection. Okay, let me start with resurrection. So you have a full understanding and a concept of where the word resurrection coming, comes from. Resurrection is the concept of the coming back to life after death, okay? So we all really, really clear on that. Something was dead, and now it is alive. It is called resurrection, all right? So in our belief system, in Christendom, Christ was dead, and then he was resurrected according to the scripture. Now, now think about this. He is the only resurrected being that is yet still alive in that sense. okay? But he was not the first one to be resurrected, if you think about it, Lazarus. You know, Jesus told Lazarus to come forth out of the grave. He was resurrected. There was the, the centurion, centurion, centurion whose who, um, daughter had died, and Christ went, and the daughter was dead. And Christ went and said, no, she's just sleeping, and she rose. So, you know, it was through Christ that there were other resurrections. However, those people, you know, that were mentioned in the word of God, they yet died again, okay? They didn't continue, you know, in that earthly form. They yet died again, but they were resurrected, all right? So just so you have a clear understanding. So Christ was not the first resurrection, but he was the first Resurrection that never died again. He, you know, he laid down his life as a Passover lamb. Now that's where we need to go and cross over into Passover. Before I get to Passover, let me read to you about the origins of Easter. And I, because I, I took the time to look some of this stuff up because I wanted people to really, really clearly understand. And again, uh huh if you want to celebrate Easter, that's fine. I don't get mad about churches celebrating Easter because if that is a, a vehicle that is used, as, as Tanya just said, to get people into the church house that never goes to the church house, they may hear a transforming word of God that will cause them to say, what must I do to be saved and accept Christ into their heart, then so be it. But again, Wisdom is a principal thing But in all your giving Get understanding So that you're not participating In different things In the Easter parade And the bunnies And the Easter egg hunts And all of that And all trying Trying to tie all of this Into the resurrection of Christ When technically Easter Has nothing to do With the resurrection of Christ Okay But that being said You know Like I said I'm hey that gets them into a place, in any place that it'll get them into, to hear the unadulterated word of God. And I would pray that pastors use that opportunity to manifest as God's oracles and give a sure word, not a, a stupid Easter bunny message, but a sure word on really what Christ came to do. And if that convicts that person within their heart and causes them to give their life to Christ, then so be it. But again, and all you're getting get understanding. So I want to read something to you about the origin of Easter. Okay, the origin of Easter, a holiday associated with the observance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is actually based on an ancient pagan celebration. Christians recognize this day as commemorative, commemorating the culminating event of their faith. But like so many other Christian holidays, Easter has become commercialized and mixed with non-Christian traditions like the Easter Bunny Easter Parade, Honey for Easter Eggs. Okay, how did this happen? The origin of dates back to ancient times, not long after the global flood recorded in Genesis 6, Nine of the Bible. Nimrod, the grandson of Noah, had turned from following his grandfather's God and had become a a tyrant type ruler. According to the biblical record, as king, Nimrod created Babel, Nineveh, um, Asher, Kalah, and other cities, all known for lifestyles that promoted unspeakable evil and perversion. When Nimrod died, his wife, Queen Samirius, defied him or defined him, I'm sorry, as the sun god or life giver. Later, he would become known as Baal, and those who follow the religion Semiramis, Marius, something like that, anyway, created in his name would be called Baal worshippers. They became associated with idolatry, demon worship, human sacrifice, and other practices regarded as evil. The origin of Easter involves the birth of Seminermis, again, illegitimate son, Tammuz. Somehow, whatever, (laughs) convinced the people that Tammuz was actually Nimrod reborn. Since people have been looking for the promised savior since the beginning of mankind, they were persuaded by Semiramis to believe that Tammuz was that savior, even that he had been supernaturally conceived before long, In addition to worshiping Tammuz or Nimrod Reborn, the people also worship, yeah, herself as the goddess of fertility. In other cultures, she has been called Ishtar, Asher, and yes, Easter. Okay? The origin of Easter goes back to the springtime ritual instilled by following the death of Tammuz, who, according to tradition, was killed by a wild boar. Legend has it that through the power of his mother's tears, Tammuz was resurrected in the form of the new vegetation that appeared on the earth, okay? Um, and I'm not going to go, it's, it goes on and on and on. But as you can see, um, it traces back long before Um, the actual birth of Christ um, and is tied literally to a pagan worship of a pagan goddess, okay? Um, So we have to, we just kind of, we just really, really kind of need to be careful of the things that we take on and just to believe that, you know, it is what it is. Um, now, fast forward to more recent times, um, the English word Easter, which parallels the German word Astern, is of uncertain origin. One view expounded by the venerable Bede, who was a writer in the 8th century, and he acquainted it with that it was derived from um, a store, which was an angle. Anglo Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. So that's another another place that they say, you know, um in in the say after Christ in the in the um a d era, you know, from the eighth century century that they equated it still to a goddess in spring of spring and fertility. So you can see that they kind of intertwine. Each other, um, you know, it's <laughs> you just have to be careful. You really, really do. You can take anything and and hang a label on it, but you need to find out. In all you're getting get understanding. Find out where this thing came from. All right. Now, what the Bible tells us to celebrate is the feast of Passover. Why is Passover so important? Passover is directly related to the death of Christ, okay? Passover in its origin was the 10th plague that God um, inflicted on the Egyptians when Moses had went to Pharaoh and told him to let my people go um there were nine plagues up before, prior to that you remember the river nile turning to blood you had the frogs and the locusts. you had all kinds of things all kind of pestilence the sky went black all just all kind of mess that happened um leading up to that tenth and final plague and the tenth and final plague was that Christ, or not Christ, I'm sorry, that God was loosing the death angel, and the death angel was going to come through and take the life of the firstborn of everything that was not protected by the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the house. God called for the children of Israel to all go out and sacrifice a lamb. He was really, 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 really direct. Um, and specific in what was to happen, the whole lamb was going was to be consumed, all of them, his internal parts, everything was to be consumed. He even broke it down that you know if you are a house of one or two and you can't eat a whole lamb, how to share the lamb. It, it was deep. You have to go back to the Word of God and read it to to really understand. Um, how specific God broke this thing down. But the gist of it was, was that all of the children of Israel were to be inside their home at that night when the death angel was scheduled to pass by. And that lamb that was slain, the blood of that lamb that was slain for each household was to be put on the doorpost. And by applying the blood on the doorpost, when the angel of death came past, he would he would pass by that home and not kill the firstborn, okay. But any home did, that did not have that that blood applied to it, the firstborn would die. And as the story goes, as as history records it, the firstborn cow, the firstborn dog, I mean, even the livestock firstborns were dropping dead. All of the Egyptians' firstborn died, including Pharaoh's son. His firstborn died as well. And that was when Pharaoh was just done and said, okay, y'all get out of here. Okay, y'all get out of here. But now think of the significance of that Passover lamb and that that lamb had to be slain and that that lamb's blood was applied to the doorpost to keep the enemy of death from entering into that, that place. When you back up and you think about what Christ did for us, and it, his, this is what, what why it's important to recognize the significance of the feast that God put in place. His crucifixion happens at the time of Passover. It is, it is registered and listed in the word of God. It was very specific. When they ate the Last Supper, they did so in an upper room, and God, t- Christ told them, Christ is God, but in this instance, as man, he told his apostles to go and to secure a room in a house for them to have the Passover feast. So you see, everything tied in. When the Jews, when the um, high priest, Disney went to Pontius Pilate and was saying, "You know, we've got to do this trial, we've got to get him crucified now before you know passover is it goes into effect. I mean everything was just it was all centered around the logistics of the the symbolism of the Passover lamb back when the Passover actually happened in Egypt." coming into manifestation with the real Passover lamb that lamb that was slain for our sins and and I'm sorry I digress because there's also coupled with this um and I'm trying to remember the the feast where um the the sins were put on the goat and this is where we get the term the scapegoat um, I'm I'm not sure if it's Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur but one of those where the sins of atonement, the the uh, Feast of atonement, where the sins are put on the goat, and the goat with the sins on it is released into the wild, signifying that those sins are are carried away. Well, literally, Christ was our our sacrificed sacrificial lamb for the Passover, so that is why when we do communion, we take him into us um, because we are we are taking just the same way. The children of Israel ate the, that that lamb that night. They they ingested it in, well, in communion as Christ gave us the order to. Whenever we come together in that matter, you know, to take Him to receive Him into ourselves. That that is a direct um correlation to. When the, like I said, the children of Israel, they consumed all of the lamb, everything, the inward parts, the vital organs, everything was consumed. And that's how we are to take Christ into ourselves. We are to receive all of him, all of him into us, because in receiving all of him, we are freed from um, the guilt and the shame of our sin because he bore our sin for us on the cross. Okay, Um, think about this. Even with the celebration of Good Friday, you got Good Friday, you got Easter, the, the Word of God clearly states that Christ was in a borrowed tomb for three days, for three days. Okay, so if you're trying to ascribe to tradition and Good Friday and Easter, well, if he actually died at sundown on Friday, and according to tradition, Rose early in the morning on Sunday morning, he was not in the grave for three days, okay? He wasn't even in there for three nights. (laughs) It was only two nights. Um, So you have to, you know, you just, you have to be mindful and careful, you know, of what you say is God. Seriously. You have to be mindful and careful of what you say is God. There are years, and this year, um, Passover is is going to occur during that same time of the Easter celebration. Passover this year starts at sundown on April 19th, which is this coming Friday, which considered, quote-unquote, Good Friday. Um but the Passover celebration is celebrated for eight days, okay? The the traditional Passover celebration is celebrated for eight days, um, not just three. There are years where Passover does not coincide with Easter. You have Passover either before Easter or after Easter, Um, because, again, Easter is is a traditional thing. Passover is a spring festival, according to the Word of God, and it is celebrated. It is the 15th day of Nisan, which is according to the Jewish calendar. And it typically begins on the night of a full moon after the northern vernal equinox um now remember back back before they had compasses and calendars and all of that everything was marked by um the moon the moon what stage the moon was in so um it again would typically happen the 15th day of Nisan according to the Jewish calendar typically on the night of a full moon okay um and then it says however due to leap months falling after the venereal um, equinox, Passover sometimes starts on the second full moon after the venereal um, equinox, as it did in 2016. So I just would really admonish you, all of the listeners, to literally study this stuff out. You know, study the origins of what God tells us to do. Now, again, uh, please, 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 you know, there there are some that, you know, just really will condemn people for celebrating Easter and what have you. You know, Easter Bunny is cute, all of that stuff, and Easter egg hunts, I did all of that when I was growing up. And actually, to be honest with you, my kids did it too, because that was before I came into the full knowledge of Christ, you know, the knowledge that I have today. Um, I'm still yet learning, so I guess I haven't obtained the full knowledge, but, you know, for the past 30 years of my life, I have um, did a shift in my thinking and gotten away from just the traditional aspects of what man says is to be, to really study to show myself approve according to the word of God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And again, I don't have all the answers, but I will study something out so that I get better understanding because what I don't want to do is do anything that would offend God. I, I love him too much to want to cause an offense in his sight you know and so therefore i don't want to claim something that is man made and equate it to something um that god did not say was or god did not give the the order to do and i think that's what that's the danger i see in Easter and Christmas. I said this during Christmas time when we were doing the shows that, you know, I love the Christmas season. I do. Why? Why do I love the season of it? Because, you know, people have a heart of giving during that time, and it's a different spirit during that time because of the heart of giving. Do I equate Christmas with Christ's birthday? Not anymore because I know he was not born on December 25th. But I love the fact that my family can come to my house and we can have family time together. You know, we can break meals and break bread together in communion one with another and have fellowship. I love that. But I am clear in my understanding and clear as far as my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren are concerned in letting them know this really ain't Christ's birthday. Y'all need to know that, okay? We can come together, have a wonderful time because people are off, and, yeah, great, but understand, you know, we are celebrating, you know, the fact that we are family. And here's my other thing. Because, again, you know, people, just the same way we get tied up in in um, the traditions, we can also overextend ourselves in the legalities and come against people that, you know, you're a pagan worshiper and you're this and you're that just because these particular man-made holidays are not, quote-unquote, biblical, okay? Um I don't think that that's necessary either, to overextend itself. I I never forget that this was years ago, and on social media, somebody came at me about the celebration of Christmas. And my response to this individual was, um, excuse me, I celebrate the birth of Christ 365 days out of the year, same way I celebrate his death and resurrection 365 days of the year, Whatever date man puts on something has no bearing on what's in my heart and my worship. Why would I allow the date of December 25th to stop me from celebrating the birth of Christ? Or whatever day Christmas would fall, or Easter would fall on stop me from celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of my Savior? See, we get too caught up also in the, the technicalities of the law. I celebrate Christ every single day. I celebrate the fact that God the Father loved me so much that he would not allow me to die in my sin, so he came in the flesh. And the, the, the person of Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Christ is not his last name. Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. God came that I could be reconciled back unto him. So I celebrate that every single day because I celebrate the fact that I am reconciled back unto my father, that I am no longer cursed with the curse that I was born with. Because I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, because I have renounced the things of the devil, okay, that sinful nature, and I was born again. I was born again in the spirit unto God. So I celebrate that each and every day of my life when I open my eyes and I say, hallelujah, and Lord, I thank you for another day, because I recognize the source of my day. I recognize the source of my life. I recognize the fact that before this earth realm was created, I was yet in the mind of God for such a time as this. So in recognizing that, in celebrating that, I'm celebrating Christ every day of my life. As I said at the beginning of this show, the fact that he is yet making intercession for us, He's still on his post on our behalf. It didn't just stop at the cross. That's something to celebrate every single day. So therefore, again, I don't get caught up in the traditional sense of Easter. I do celebrate the fact of the Passover lamb that was slain in the natural, okay? It wasn't symbolic. That was slain in the natural, that I could have right standing once again with my father. So in celebrating that every day, then next Sunday will be no different of a day. But what it will not do is have me in bondage believing in a fake fairy tale story um, that somebody has concocted and put the name Easter on it. No, what I will do is celebrate the Passover and the fact that the Passover lamb existed, still does today, and is still yet, still yet making sure that I and the Father and he are one. Read John. That was his prayer, John 17, that we would be one with him as he is one with the Father. So that, sis, is, you know, where I'm coming from with all of this. It's like, you know, we've had deep discussions like this before. Um, and my biggest thing is do not get caught up either way. Don't get caught up on the pagan side. Don't get caught up on the traditional law side. Get caught up in Christ get caught up in God, get caught up in the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit rightly divide the Word of God and the Word of truth to you. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. You don't even have to listen to me or to Tanya. You definitely don't have to ascribe to what my feelings and my belief is in all of this, you know, but as I said at the beginning of the show, ask God to show you Ask him to lead and guide you. The word of God says that the Holy Spirit will teach us all spiritual things. And never, ever forget that you are first spirit before you are flesh, okay? You existed in the spirit realm before you were manifest and birthed out into this earth realm. And when you leave this earth realm, you're going to return back to the spirit realm. This earthly vessel, this body that God used to house you while you were legally in this earth realm, it's going back to the dirt where it came from. But your spirit is eternal. And because of the sacrifice that Christ made in coming here, in being that sacrificial lamb, now your eternity will be spent with him and not in the lake of hell fire. So do, do we have reason to rejoice? Absolutely, absolutely. But we definitely have reason to rejoice and deal with it on a daily basis. Here's and I'm gonna turn this back over to you, Tanya, in just a moment. And we do have a caller on the line, so I'm gonna give that caller um, access to speak if they if they have a comment to make. But you know, I, I feel this way, and I believe that this may this is the heart of God, if. I have to wait until Valentine's Day, February 14th, for my husband to show me that he loves me, then I got a major problem in my marriage. If everything is predicated on a day that man set aside and said, okay, on this day you got to go out and you got to buy her flowers and you got to buy her candy and you got to get her a card and, you know, some kind of trinket to show her that you love her, then I got a problem with my marriage. Because if you're not doing and showing me, not necessarily with monetary gifts, but in daily living and how you treat me, if you're not showing me your love for those other 364 days, you can keep that one day. I don't even need it. You know, miss me with that. That's how I feel. Okay? So I'm not caught up in Valentine's Day because I'm showing you I love you every day, and I'm praying you're showing me you love me every day, all right? I feel that that's the same way God is. Don't just wait till a day that man has told you, oh, you need to rejoice and celebrate me to do so. No, celebrate your father. Celebrate your elder brother. Celebrate the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Celebrate the magnitude of the love that God has for you every single day. Do not allow man to put you in a box and cause a stigmatism on your life that tells you, dictates, oh, well, this day, this one day out of the year, you need to celebrate. Because... Personally, if I was God, I would be like, you can miss me with that because I'm blessing you with life each and every day. I'm providing for you each and every day, and you want to give me one day out of the year? Seriously. All right, my sister, you want to jump in?
3: (laughs) You know what, sis, I thank you, and what you said had to be said, and I'm going to make this short and brief. Now, what Tanya meant about God's resurrecting power, Jesus' resurrecting power is, you don't have to live in bondage anymore. Colette cleared that for you. It's not Corlette's word. It's God's word. Read it for yourself. Study it for yourself. And when you seem to be stuck and you lack understanding, ask God for understanding. And his word says if you believe it before you ask, it's done. And walk with him oh. daily not just sometimes, not just on Easter. I brought that up because we go stress ourselves out if we can't get our kids something new to wear. We run into the mall, beating down traffic, stressing ourselves out, cussing out the kids, kicking the dog, cussing out the husband (laughs) if you ain't got a husband, you mad, frustrated, because you have to put everything in a certain way before this time gets here so you can go to church. That's not what it's all Mm. about, people. Again, I'm... Saying to you, what I ask God every day: resurrect my mind, wake up my mind, resurrect mm. my heart. Let me continue to love your people according to how you do. We live in a sin sick world. It's so easy. Before you know it, you look up and go, "I don't have compassion anymore." I'm, mm. I'm, you know what I'm saying. We we go undergo mm-hmm. so many different spirits right now in the land, in the world that we're walking in. Stay close to the Lord. Have a relationship with him. Ask him to continually speak to you. Again, to me, when I talk to him, his resurrecting power is wake me up every day in you. Let me see more and more of the truth. That's why we call it It's Real, because I truly believe in keeping it real with you. And I'm going to take me first, not you. I still die Easter eggs. Don't get me wrong. I just like looking at them and set a little something, something on my table with some chocolate. That might be my excuse, the reason why I eat chocolate during that season. But what I'm saying Mm -hmm. to you is that's my own struggle, my own battle, and I'm still seeking God for that. But I know now that it's all about Passover. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about the Mm -hmm. Lord and educating you and letting you know the truth. I love you guys. Go ahead, sis.
2: Amen. So, caller, your last four digits is one,
0: two, three, three. Your mic is open. Did you have something you wanted to share? All I know is that uh, it's, it's it's Mama J. How are y'all this evening? God's blessings upon everyone oh, on the line. Amen. Hey, beautiful. Amen. Hey.
2: Hey. Bless you. Hey,
0: Elder. How are y'all? God awesome, is good. awesome. How are you? I'm, I'm blessed thank y'all you know I thought about the resurrection of Mennonite and I, I thought about the resurrection I remember my grandmother used to say um, when God was hanging on the cross he went down to the pit to, mm-hmm. re- to retrieve the keys to unlock yeah. all of us all lock all our burdens unlock depression, mm-hmm. all of it, but also to unlock those that did not know him that had died before him. Okay? Yeah. So, so those that did not know him were held in bondage, held to earth because they were held and held bound before God sent his son to walk this earth to carry every sin, every blemish, every mm, spiteful, ugly thing that we do, and mm-hmm. know and feel everything that we do. It says, one life, one death. He reigned over every condemnation that we do. So when yes. you sit down to get, he stayed until he got those keys and brought them back. And he said, it is finished. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the church house. It's about what we have in us. Do we believe that he saved us? It's about loving, a loving God that could take everything, right? every. Yes. Stripe, every Every, everything for the walk of life that we've done, every, every dirty thing, every secret. Ah, there is no secrets with God. No, so, there isn't. The, so the resurrection of Him going down to retrieve those in past lives. It's a resurrection of us living to reach Him when we go before the Father. So that Easter and that Christmas, all that, Constantine and his his folks and all those before him made that in 325 B.C. when him and his posse sat around and decided this was going to be added to. So all I say, love God. You know, know that and receive seize him unto yourself and know that he rose. That's all that matters. It don't matter about no clothes. Don't matter about nothing. It's what's in your mm-hmm. heart. And know mm-hmm. that God sent his Son, which is God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, to love and receive us into himself. But you gotta believe and trust him. That's it. That's a good thing. Amen. A amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know what a loving father we have.
2: I, I yeah, I mean, th- there I don't know, um, if you guys saw um the book. Um say um The Shack. Did you guys see the movie yeah. The Shack? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There was a scene in the shack that literally brought Years to my eyes, and it was the scene when the father was in the kitchen and was talking to Papa, who was, was the black woman, um, and he was talking about, you know, how could you, you know, and you claim that you're so full of love and what have you, how could you even see your own son hanging on the cross, you know, and and um, the woman turned to, to him, I call her Octavia, because that's her real name, but she turned to him, and she said, you don't understand, and she had tears running out of her eyes, showed him her wrist, and her wrist had the same piercing in them that Christ's wrist had. And in other words, what she was saying at that moment was, I didn't forsake him on the cross. I was on the cross with him. With him. Yes. I was on the cross with him. That thing moved me so much you know because it it was just like oh my god it just kind of put it brought everything together i know it was a movie but there were so many under spiritual undertones in that movie that it was unbelievable i am and the thought yes Yes. It was like we're one. You know, it's like you know that they're one. You you know, you hear it and Christ said it, I and the Father are one. But when I yes. saw that moment, when I saw that mm. moment, it made it more alive and real to me what that really meant, that they were one. That God took upon we say we talk about Christ, but that God Himself, the whole being, the whole entity of God took upon himself the the wounds um and our sins on the cross, you know what a loving father that is, what a loving father that is, that he would step out of deity himself and come into the earth. you know when you think about when Christ says, I only do what I see my father do, I only say what I hear my father say, the fact that they were one, they were connected. And what in Christ's prayer, the the real Lord's prayer in John seventeen, His prayer was was that to make us one with them as well, which means that there yeah. is nothing that we walk through, nothing that we encounter, nothing that we have to to endure. Do we do it by
0: ourselves? We are no. one. He's with us at all times. Mm. At all times.
2: I will never oh, leave you God. or forsake you. That is right. So he's bearing. He in himself is bearing everything we're walking through. I know for myself, I was thinking about this on my way home today to even get ready to do the broadcast. And it was like, you know, the disparity and learning how you see the hand of God moving in such a mighty way in your life, and you know that you know that it is God on this one side, but then on this other side, you have such deep travail because of real-life issues that you're walking through, and you're thinking, okay, God, How do I praise you with my whole heart for what you're doing over here when my heart is heavy over there? And it was like, you know, it was like just this awakening that, you know, that heaviness is to take your eyes and your focus off of the joy that I have placed before you. Because because if you really know me, then you know your heart does not have to be heavy over there because I got that. Focus on the joy and know that I've got the travail. I've got that. I've got what you're walking through over here. And, I yes, I am enlarging your territory. Yes, I am manifesting myself in your life. But if I'm doing it over here, do you not know and recognize that I'm doing it over there too? I'm with you. I've got you. And just, I'm just, I'm at awe of God every single day of my life. Every single day of my life. Tam, I want you to close us out in prayer. We've got a half a minute to go. But please, lift the people up for me, please.
3: Father, in the name we... of Jesus, I just lift my brothers and sisters up in Christ right now. And all ears are listening. And I pray that you quicken them in the Thank spirit you. of God, that they will Thank listen you. to this broadcast. And I pray in the name of Jesus that their lives will be transformed. And forever, yes. in a good way, Father God, mm. that prosperity may flood them through the floodgates of their hearts, mm. their minds, and their souls. Yes. That they will follow you, Father God, the way that you have us to follow you, not in our imagination, Hallelujah. not the way we mm. imagine, Lord, but the way that you knew since the beginning of time that we were predestined to be with you. We ask that you free yes. us, Father God, free our minds. Father God, renew us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you, Mama Jackie, for joining us today. We appreciate you. We love you. God
2: bless
0: I love y'all. And we love, we you. love you. Amen. Love you. Love y'all all. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. Share the with the friends right. with You guys have podcast. an incredible
2: week in the Lord. Know. Amen, amen, amen. God bless. God
1: bless. Let's keep it